Jonah 4.1 But it displeased Jonah exceedingly, and he was angry. So, uh, in the footnotes to Jonah 4.1, you might see something like, It was exceedingly evil to Jonah. And that's just an interesting play on words. We saw this play on words in the last few verses of Jonah chapter 3, that God sees their evil deeds and he relents from the same word, but translated as calamity. So he, he was going to work a great destruction on them for their destructive evil that they were working. And now in Jonah 4.1, Jonah sees God relent from his destruction. And that is exceedingly evil to Jonah. There's, there's a doubling up here of the verb for it was evil. And the noun, evil. So, uh, it was evil to Jonah, a great evil. This was exceedingly evil to Jonah. And then his anger burned against Yahweh. And the, just, it's an interesting piece here that God was angry with the people of Nineveh for their sin. And when they repented, God turned from his anger. He relented. And that turning is what ultimately angers Jonah. And so I just am just really feeling the irony of verse 1 here in chapter 4. Chapter 3 is where this book should have ended. It should have ended on the note that Jonah had preached repentance to the Ninevites and they had received and trusted in the Lord. But instead, we have a whole epithet here in chapter 4. That describes Jonah in his in the depths of his wickedness, and so uh, just a, a a thought for all of us that we would um, just not fall into the same trap as Jonah. Would we beg for the Lord to align our emotions with His? Would we beg for the Lord to uh, just show us how He feels? There's that old song, Hosanna by Hillsong, that um, has the lines, Break my heart for what breaks yours. But I think the ultimate prayer of this verse is that we would, that God would break our hearts for what breaks his, that God would ang- anger our hearts at what angers his, and that God would give us joy and grace and delight at what gives his heart joy and grace and delight. We don't want to fall into the trap of Jonah where we try to stand over God and tell God what he should do and tell God he should feel as we feel. No, we should sit under God and ask God to help us feel as he feels. And that's really just the the purpose of Jonah 4, 1 here in, in my Uh, reasoning is to show the great irony of Jonah feeling the exact opposite of what God feels. And that is not a good place to be. So Father in heaven, would you help us to feel as you feel? Would you help us to align our emotions and our thoughts with your emotions and your thoughts? Would you give us eyes to see what you see, even if only in a limited sense? so that we can understand how you are working. Even when we see great injustices, it seems like the wicked are getting off scot-free. I pray that you would help us to see that you are in charge and you are in control and what you do is good. And so would you align our hearts with what you feel. In Jesus' name I pray these things. Amen. We'll see in the next couple of verses why Jonah is so exceedingly upset, exceedingly displeased. 
But I think uh, a practical point that we can take away from this is if we want to feel how God feels, we need to immerse ourselves in his book where he shows us that he is a God that is slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love, loyal love for his people, uh, and just shows abundant grace. And so uh, would, would we be those who know what God would feel about certain things because we have spent so much time with him? And that's Jonah chapter 4, verse 1.